Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Welcome to another uh, episode of Card Slingers Coast to Coast. Uh, we have a guest host here with us today um, while Melissa is taking care of her health and um, kind of, I guess, assessing how she's going to be for her new normal and everything. Um, we chose to bring on some of the, what is it, the kitchen table gathering? Yes. Yes. See, I got it right, finally. Um, so we decided to bring on some of the teachers that will be at the kitchen ta- table gathering this November. I believe it's November 6th and 7th, if I'm yep. remembering correctly. Yep, um, I double-checked so- the image that was posted online, so. Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. We're, we're, we're you know, dotting our I's and crossing our T's and everything. So welcome, V of Red Light Readings. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The crowd goes wild. Yay. Yay. So excited to be here. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So a funny story about V. Um, V was actually my foundation reading partner um, at her first reader studio, right? Yes. 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 You were uh, one of the very few familiar faces and it was only through Facebook. So being in a Facebook group and I'm like, I talked to Hillary in this group. So let's just see if she'll talk to me in real life. You know, (laughs) one of those things. You never know what you're going to get really with people. And hopefully when, when we put ourselves out there, it Mm -hmm. matches up when you actually meet people in person at these different conferences. And hopefully there will be more of that in the future. Yes. Yeah. And you were, you were the best. I mean, just for my first conference and our first foundational partner. So I don't know if I ever told you thank you so many years ago, but thank you so much for being kind and welcoming welcoming me in. So no problem at all. And you gave me a really good reading too. Yes. Really, really good reading. I don't, I don't remember all the circumstances of it, but I do remember like I had been in the, uh, I think it was a car accident or Mm -hmm. my car got, you know, completely totaled. And I was just like, what does it all mean? And you're just like, like, and I mean, we talk about kind of questions that we get mm-hmm. asked as tarot readers. And, you know, I'm sure I was asking a question that a, every tarot reader is going to be like, Ooh, like really, what does it all mean? Like, <laughs> 42, the meaning of life. Yes. There you go. And that's funny because we are recording on towel day. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Oh, so, yeah. It's wor- World Towel Day for the sci-fi fantasy group. So nice. hopefully everybody's, all those hoopy fruits have their towels today, which can also be, you know, double as spreadsheets and stuff. Mm. And it's also, I think, World Tarot Day in some in some circles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. May, t- May 25th, by the way, I know this is not when it's going to be broadcast. That's just when we're recording. So uh, Jamie, do you want to take over and let us know what we're talking about today? Yeah, sure. So um, we emailed V a bunch of reader questions and other topics that we've had in the hopper 
along with some other goodies in the bag and just kind of threw, barfed up a bunch of stuff for her to decide a list on. And she decided that she wanted to jump right in and do the Wheel of Fortune. So today, listeners, we have a card episode for you. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we each think what the Wheel of Fortune is and then share some of the more unique, strange, and favorite images from our deck. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. Oh it's yeah, been a while and it has since we've done a card episode. So I think it's great timing. So V, you want to take it away and tell us what you think of the Wheel of Fortune and why this particular thing on the list. Well, I mean, you don't have to tell us why it jumped out at you, but you know, yeah. What, go which, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead if you want why to. Not? So um Wheel of Fortune for me is a special card. It's one of my birth, you know, cards of a 1910 so for if you guys, you know, do the, the birth cards. So I am part Wheel of Fortune. And um, I just love the element of just expansion and growth, you know. Um, in another deck, I am the Hierophant. I'm all about teaching and learning. And the Wheel of Fortune has a lot to do with that as well. Sometimes we're in that teacher seat and we're sitting high on the wheel. Sometimes we are in that student seat and we are just brand new to the game. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it's a constant, you know, sense of evolution. You know, the best teachers are students and vice versa, you know. So, um, yeah, I it whenever I see it, I'm just like, okay, something good is coming. Something good is coming and I need to just let go. Just, just let go mm-hmm. the wheel because I'll be dragged otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> let go or be dragged. Yeah, uh-huh. that phrase comes to mind oh, for me gosh. as well. That's perfect. That's an amazing way to look at it, especially with the card. Everybody, everybody here knows what card I drew, but that's so perfect for my card. So. But, uh, Hillary, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. What are the what, what do you see in the Wheel of Fortune? Um, I have that the same the same kind of reaction where it's just like it, like just knowing that life is cyclical mm-hmm. and knowing like when you hit the Wheel of Fortune in the in the hero's journey in the fool's journey, it's just like. It is this kind of evaluation that's happening. Like, am I am I up here on the wheel, or am I underneath the the wheel? I always think of the um, the lyrics from a Rush song. Um, One day I feel I'm ahead of the wheel, and the next is rolling over me. Mm. So mm. it is that like up down, you know deal with it though, because it's just like life is change and life is cyclical. Like some days you are going to be feeling on top of the world. Some days Mm -hmm. you are going to be feeling very, very low, but it's the good point to remember in that is this could be worse. And also it can be better (laughs) at the same time. You know, it is this kind of like silver lining. So we cannot have all bad or all good because Mm -hmm. then we would never know what good and bad really is. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me also that all things are temporary, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. nothing stays the same. And that's, we can look and be excited about that. We can just be like, uh, but wherever you are, all things are temporary. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, do, I also see with the Wheel of Fortune um, coming up, like a very big difference and in almost like decision making, where if somebody's coming to me for a reading and it is a choice between two things, then it's usually the lover's card that will come up to mm. indicate yeah. that, that like kind of forking in the road. While if it's a multiple choice option, it's usually the wheel a fortune mm-hmm. that would come up. So um, it has this, like these ties to destiny as well. And mm-hmm. it's just like yes. spinning, spinning the wheel and finding your fate and like, you know, realizing that <clears throat> there may be multiple options, you know, and it's all going to, you know, change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's all kind of there. And um, it has almost this like sliding doors ki- kind of quality to it where, where it's just like one day I could be turning left and meet my husband. The next day I could be turning right and get hit by a car. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it has this kind of feeling of fate, destiny, but also choice to it. The thing I like about the wheel and all of that is wrapped up into everything we've learned about it is that that choice aspect that you're mentioning, Hillary, where Usually people, they look at the wheel and they see the critter or person or thing that's put on the outside of the wheel, either going up or coming down. And then they decide, well, you know, hey, things are going great or things are going like, shit, fuck this. I want to, you know, I want to be on the top of the world. But there's somebody taught me at one point to look at the center of the wheel and what colors or what that's doing, because you can, the only way you can get off that cycle or that, um, that the wheel itself is by finding stillness, getting a new perspective, mm. which of course that comes later in the, the hanged one. But if you can stand in the center of the wheel, it's like being in the center of a hurricane or a tornado where everything's still, everything's silent, and you can see the spinning. Mm-hmm. You can see, oh, I'm in the middle of that cycle, which means to tell me I need to have some chocolate and maybe just go sleep before things explode or you know, I, I, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, be more on the upswing. So it's, I, again, I can't remember who taught me that, but that's something I always like ask my clients or the people I'm reading for. I'm like, when I get the card, I'm like, where do you envision, you know, when you looked at this card, where do you see yourself? And I have them point, whether if it's like a Rider Waite Smith, sometimes they'll point at one of the corners, the corner critters, or usually it's, you know, on the wheel. Mm. And I've had some people point directly in the center, like, yeah, I know I'm in the middle of something. I know something's coming. I just, I I don't know it yet. Mm. But that's the one thing that's always struck me about the wheel is the spokes Mm-hmm. and how it relates to cycles and change and how we can kind of do this hidden thing of still ourselves enough to bear witness to it all. Mm. And, and a lot of people don't do that either Mm-mm. when they're, when they're in the thick of it. And that's part of the reason we ha- we all have jobs <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. to, is to call, kind of almost provide them that center moment um, when they're going through something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's a wonderful perspective. I've never thought about being in the center or, you know, stopping and being still to just allow things to kind of revolve around you until you have the strength, the courage, the answer to move, you know? Um, so I, I, I can, I appreciate that perspective and now I'll be looking at the card, you know, differently when I read, which is awesome, you know? Um, I always 
talk about, you know, being at the bottom of the wheel, kind of being in a valley. Mm-hmm. And um, in order to make that wheel move, because sometimes when we're in that valley, we feel like we're stuck, but the wheel is constantly moving. And sometimes it's, it's most oftentimes it's our gratitude that gets the wheel moving so that we can find our way back to the top, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it just makes me think of like, if we were literally in a hamster wheel, like if we're on that bottom, like in order, yep. you gotta, we, <laughs> we gotta go, you know? <laughs> I've had hamsters and I used to live in two story buildings and sometimes, or two story homes. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you forget the hamsters in the wheel after an hour or two. And then all of a sudden you hear the thump, 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 thump. Yep. It's, Jamie, your hamsters on the stairs again. It's like, oh shit, poor beast. Sorry to yeah. yeah. But it, but I mean it is a reminder too it to is. get ourselves out of that hamster wheel kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you're not you're not gonna be making any great decisions from that space. Exactly. You're gonna exactly. make a good decision when you're in that center space, like Jamie said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Favorites, favorites. Yeah, let's go with favorites. You want to kick us off? Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, I like I like the Radiant Rider Waite Smith. I I think there's a obviously there's a great place for it because that's pretty much the basis of most modern decks are taking from that imagery. But I went with another one for my favorite, which is the Mary L. Tarot's uh, Wheel of Fortune. And it's very booberific. Um, and <laughs> we're just going to say it because this is, you know, our podcast. People people kind of expect us not to really censor ourselves. Um, but, you know, if you are not a fan of nudity, um, you probably won't like the Mary L. Tarot. No. But um, so the Wheel of Fortune for the Mary L. Tarot is this blind folded woman with the shock of reddish orange hair coming down and it looks like she's almost in a boat and like the wheel is almost her womb or her seat the seat of her power Um, and I believe it's like almost a lotus flower coming out Um, and then there's the spokes as well it almost gives me a feeling of like she's like a figurehead on a ship Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and she's and and she's like and it's almost she's come to life and it's not a wooden carving anymore it's her and she is like steering the ship where she is the the um the figurehead of the ship which means that she's at the front of the ship she's steering that ship you I know like where she's that talisman mm-hmm. bringing you forward so it definitely has a lot of movement qualities to it without being very traditional in nature back to the Roger Waite Smith iconography. So I really like, liked it. It's like that kind of like wheel of fortune, like the mast or the steering wheel of a ship kind of feeling to it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 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 It's like we're steering into our own, our, like you say, destiny, you know, mm-hmm. where are we steering to? So I like, I like now, now I have to break out my Marielle. Now I have to find it and break it out and mm-hmm. use it again. <laughs> that's, that's the fun thing about these card episodes is that, you know, well, you know, depending on what cards we're doing, you know, we've had some grumbles and not my favorite, but we go through our collection. At least I went through my collection and started pulling out all of these cards, you know, all the mm-hmm. wheels. And most of them do just show a wheel. Like, I remember one of my favorite decks is Shadowscape's Tarot. And it literally is just like the stained glass wheel. And I remember going, well, Steph, you could have done something different with this card. You know, it's just a wheel. And a lot of them just do that. Like, the one I found is, um, it's the deck is known um, as the Fantasy World Tarot. 
by a Russian artist named Vera Petruk, P-E-T-R-U-K. So show notes will have this. And it's uh, sold by Make Playing Cards. And Vera does a lot of like Shutterstock images, like uh, uh, vector graphics and stuff. So I found a lot of her art via like Shutterstock or um, some of the other places. And I talked to her about whether or not her tarot imagery was in deck form. And that's how I found this deck. And what's funny is that when we were talking before recording, V has a Spirit Halloween deck that Spirit brought out and they rebranded this deck under them because they bought the rights to produce a deck or, you know, whatever. They bought the Shutterstock stuff. But the Wheel of Fortune... Looking at all my decks, this was the most unique thing I found. And it's kind of, you know, at first glance, people are going to be like, you're choosing that. And it's like, yes, (laughs) because listeners remember, sometimes I don't choose my favorites. You know, I mean, (laughs) it chooses her. It it chooses me. I'm the goth one. No, (laughs) I want to bring up some of the more weird and interesting ideas that go on some of these cards. And Mm -hmm. this one has the name of Inquisitor. And the image is, is if you think about the old um, Inquisition that went on in the uh, 14, uh, the 12, uh, about, you know, 1232, you got somebody on a wheel, you know, you've got this poor person being tortured on a wheel with a, a Inquisitor. And this goes back to what I think you said, V, where somebody has to, you know, to, somebody has to turn that wheel or, you mm-hmm. know, that wheel has to move. One one inquisitor has this uh, like snake like um, scythe hook that's turning the wheel, pulling the crank, so that this poor tortured soul is going from fire to not, you know, trying to get the answers they seek. While another one just is leaning on a cross, but it's more of a staff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this being the fucking <laughs> wheel of fortune. Damn, what the fuck? So I actually got online and I just put Inquisition into Google and I'm staring at the page right now. I didn't click, you know, on anything. And the Inquisition has two definitions. The one we all quote unquote know and love, which obviously we don't, it's the the ecclesiastical tribunal established by Pope Gregory the Ninth, you know, to suppress heresy. But Another meaning is a period of prolonged and intense questioning or investigation. Uh, That's that's what caught me. That's what caught me. Because I'm like, Uh you know, why put fucking torturers and a poor tortured soul on the wheel other than, yeah, sure, you go from let's burn him, you know, to... Oh no, you get you get you get some peace because you you you're you know you're denouncing your old faith. But then also down on this page, again, this is just the Google search page itself. Um, there's a question. What was the original purpose of the acquisition? And this little paragraph from uh, Rice Education says his origin, Pope Gregory's original intent was a court of exception to inquire into and glean the beliefs of those differing from Catholic teachings and to instruct them the orthodox doctrine. So again, it kind of ties into this first idea of prolonged and intensive questioning, which in a way, isn't that kind of what we do when we think about our cycles or when we're faced with them, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, we burn our, you know, we rake ourselves. Like I I will rake myself over the coal for accidentally um, 
getting two of my best friend, tarot best friends for a Monday night instead of the Tuesday that we were supposed to record. Stop it. I know. Stop. But, you know, I do that. And then, you know, it comes out like I learned something in the end and, you know, and I put other things into place. But that, you know, so that struck me in this deck as being mm-hmm. kind of the the weird or the most interesting Wheel of Fortune new piece of information I'm I'm putting into my life. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's that, again, that's the reason why we do these card episodes is, you know, every time you get a weird or off the wall kind of meaning or card, it it goes into your filing cabinets of, and then you'll think back again and you'll be like, huh, this situation feels so intuitively similar to that Mm -hmm. situation. Like, I wonder if this meaning is going to be the thing that unlocks this reading because sometimes you do have a difficult reading and you're not quite Mm -hmm. sure what caught like even if you have a solid knowledge of the tarot sometimes the card doesn't make sense and then you start going back in your filing cabinet and saying this feels similar maybe it's this meaning that that could unlock the entire reading but I love that that prolonged questioning that's exactly what we're doing when you're, we're kind of in the wheel of fortune cycle. It's who am I? What am I? You know, where, where am, am I, I going? going? <laughs> Why am I in this handbasket? Yeah, get me out of this fire so I can be, you know, the the, the millionaire that I want to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah, right. V, what did you pick for your deck? And going from the the goth to the you know more well rounded. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm listening to you guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, both of those are so profound. And I have the housewives tarot and literally it's a woman and she's holding up three fingers and there is a roulette table. (laughs) So it's really like, you know, spin the wheel, you know, take Mm -hmm. a gamble, take a chance. You know, there's a couple poker chips on here. Um, And I do believe roulette is red, white. Is it is it, I mean, black and white. And is there red in there or no? I'm not 100% sure. Red. Yeah, there's red. Red, there's and, red. red and black, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because the, the the ones on here are like red, blue, yellow. And then there are a couple of black ones. I know there's only one black. But it's just the colors. So there are different choices, different variations of spinning the wheel and what your prize, what your outcome may be, you know? Um, and... You know, the Wheel of Fortune, it's, it's it's fortune for me. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, okay, there's some fortune that's coming, whether it's prolonged, whether it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's happened. We can just feel it like right around the corner. It's coming, you know, and fortune in itself is some sense of abundance, some sense of we're learning something, we're growing in some way to make us better than we were the day, week, month, year, whatever before. Mm. Um, so, you know. Yeah. And we have the, uh, we have a lot of control over the wheel and the sense of we actually are the ones that get it to start spinning. And once we do, then that part is like, leave it up to the universe divine, whomever to figure out what's going to happen from there. But we're the one that actually puts it in motion, you know? Um, And it also makes me think that you know, we have a situation um, that we're wanting to get out of, but we don't know where we're, we don't know how that's going to happen. We don't know what that's going to do, but it's just our thought. It's the beginning. Once again, 1910-1, that magician manifesting, this is what I want to change. That's a spinning the wheel. And then wherever it lands, (laughs) 
you know, it's like, oh, I went out of this relationship. Okay. But in order for that to happen, you know, I had to have this bad thing happen, this awful thing happen, this weird thing happen. Then I got better. And then I'm out of this relationship. So we have no um, control over the steps in the process, but that fortune is at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's so Um, good. That's so good. And it's so perfect. Cause it's like, you have to, but you have to take that step first, Mm -hmm. Exactly. you know, and there's not, and, and everything else comes from that acknowledgement of taking that step and spinning that wheel. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So for example, um, once again, that magician, that manifesting it's, I want it out of my nine to five. I wanted to read full time. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but once I got to, to spin the wheel, literally stand like the price is right. I was just like, I want out of my job. And I had come to grips with, I didn't know how that was going to happen to know what that was going to look like. I spun the wheel and I let it go. And I stood in the center. I caught COVID. COVID, they laid me off from work. When they laid me off from work, I just decided I didn't want to go back. So once again, it was just like, blah, blah, blah. Bingo. I got exactly what I wanted. (laughs) But I had to go through this cycle in order to get there. Well, and like, you know, like you said, right. you know, <laughs> your will, so you're the magician, Wheel of Fortune, son mm-hmm. at 19. You put in the will, you spun the wheel and yes. left it up to destiny and, mm-hmm. you know, and, but you came out with the sun on that yes. other side. You came up, you know, mm-hmm. on that going, I've created, you know, this life for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the part of the, that's where we have to release our control of the wheel because we can be in those valleys and just be like, oh my God, this is the worst. And we can stay there. We can continue to rake ourselves along that fire in Jamie's car, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> raking yes. it and raking yep. it and until we get still. And we're just like, okay, whatever happens, I'll, things can move if I just stay still. <laughs> if I stop trying to put my yes. hands in it, changing it, molding it, it will do what it's supposed to do. So let me just step back, mm, you know? It's so good. I love love this tie-in that you have for it. I mean, that's the thing. So for those that have listened to us, uh, uh, Hillary and I babble on for like 45 minutes on the birth cards thing. This is the the awesome good tie-in. This is the perfect power of how you can, you know, state these meanings, turn it into your own life, see yourself. I mean, V Mm -hmm. is living proof of this. So I have to say this. I, I looked up roulette just on Wikipedia. Mm. Okay. And they have this interesting and cool esoteric footnote down here that says the sum of all the numbers on the roulette wheel, which is from zero to 36, is 666, which is the number of the The beast. The number of the beast. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. That's also, that's also a pretty good tie into Leonard Mond's. And I know that V is also a Leonard Mond reader. Yes. Right? There are 36 yes. cards in the Leonard Mond. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. And now I'm th- thinking of numerology. I'm like, okay, six times three, that's 18. That's the moon and the hermit. So mm-hmm. that's just the way my brain processes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do when you get diviners together. We start, you know, how can we connect anything to anything? And, you know, how can the three of us connect to each other? And yes. 
It's honestly <laughs> that 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 meme of Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with him like like the conspiracy theory, and he's got all the the, the ties <laughs> in the background. He's just like ah, 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 ah. it all goes back to the Illuminati, really. Yeah. You know, yes. and, and the lizard uh-huh. people, and none of us are wearing tinfoil hats today, though. That might be another episode. You never know. <laughs> Forgot our tinfoil hats today. <sighs> but we will have V back. She yes. she gets to come up with a topic at some point for us to chat chat about, and that's mm-hmm. gonna I, I look forward to hearing it. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, so, um, do we have any previews of what you're gonna be teaching at the kitchen table gathering, or are you not allowed mm-hmm. to say? Not allowed to say. Uh, it's under wraps. All right. Well, I guess I guess this is another plug for that. So if you yes. guys want to see Ms. V and um, our other wonderful teachers and Melissa and I believe Jamie and I are going to be there. We're not teaching this time. Nope. We're just going to be there to poke and prod and, you know. Maybe get another tattoo or something. Or maybe get another tattoo or, or write, write, write your butt in people's notebooks as they're trying to take notes. <laughs> Yeah, during yeah. classes <laughs> don't I ask us it. how that happened it just did it but did. yeah save the date november 6 to 7 2021 it is going to be in st louis missouri in person um at the fortune teller bar at the fortune teller bar there's nothing more than that right now so you can just save the date save the money and we'll all see you there until then whoop whoop until then, this is the episode, and um, we'll have V back for um, another episode real soon, folks. So excited. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course. Totally. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.